Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. by my co-host and famous comedian, mm-hmm. Donna Lee. That's right. I'm so happy to be here on a Saturday and educating the public with our segments. Yes. We're really educating a lot of people <laughs> about a lot of segments. Those two people out there are listening yes. and learning. Thanks to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them are related to us, too. Yeah, my husband <laughs> and your wife. So there we go. <laughs> well, it's time for one of my favorite segments here on our mm-hmm. show. That's what she said. That's what she said. It's some sort of It's our effort. It's our special effort sound effect. for us to use our time to generally talk about issues that are predominantly pertinent to men. Really here today to help men understand things about their ladies. Mm-hmm. And that we're all not crazy. We're going through some stuff. I don't know if we're going to put that on a okay. shirt or something. Today we're joined by one of our best friends, Dr. Diana Wang. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> uh, Dr. Wang is a, um, a OB/GYN at Austin area OB/GYN. Uh, it's probably one of the biggest OB/GYN so groups in, in in Austin. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, and you're one of the busiest there. So I mean, that probably makes you one of the busiest in Austin. Well, I feel very blessed about that, but it's super fun, definitely. And a you're a dancer. On yeah, the that's side. right, a ballet dancer. So wow. We, so we can catch you in the office or on the... That's amazing. Or on the dance floor. The dance floor. <laughs> so awesome. uh, the, the, Dr. Wang uh, grew up here in Austin. Uh, she went to Westlake and UT. So, uh, Diane, I thought today what we'd talk about is um, the kind of changes that women are expected to go through, both physically, which I think a lot of men know, but really about the changes they're going to go emotionally and sexually as they go through pregnancy and immediately afterwards. You and I both deal with a lot of couples that are struggling to get pregnant. These are really hypersensitive patients, right? Like once they're getting pregnant, they don't want to do anything that messes it up. So maybe sometimes they're more concerned about staying healthy Mm -hmm. than really how it's going to necessarily change the dynamics of the couple. Maybe you could talk to us about some common themes that you see. Yes, I mean, pregnancy is such a dynamic change in the female. That's their first experience. Each time they go through it is a little bit different, too. Like you said, physically, it's a huge deal. There's so many dynamics in the brain, too, regarding just recognizing their body change. To grow another human being in their body, that whole, you know, psychological... It weighs on you. Yes, yes, it weighs on you. And and it's so precious. And the most difficult thing is it's out of their control as well. And that's what's so scary for the couples. You know, in the first part of pregnancy, um, for the first 20 weeks, most women can't even feel their baby. And so they don't even have that reassurance that it's there. That everything's fine. That everything's fine. So think about having no control of your body, no control really of your baby. And And no feedback. And no feedback. Now, as obstetricians, we try to give them as much feedback as possible. And, And we do ultrasounds and we see the baby and we can do tests now that can check for different gene issues, anatomical problems. It's nothing that we can change anymore. Well, that's great. The aspect of control is mm-hmm. an important part of it. Early in pregnancy, a lot of women don't feel good. That first 12 weeks, and you know, you guys hear about morning sickness, but it's really not just morning sickness. It's it's all day sickness, <laughs> okay. and it can be evening sickness. The range of how severe um, nausea can be can range from hospitalization. And then some women, very blessed, they don't really experience that much. And you mentioned this, this idea of this psychological connection while you're trying to grow another human being in you, maybe some of the connections that you've had with your spouse Mm -hmm. may have to get slightly altered because of this change that you're having. So for the men, I think it's hard sometimes because... You don't even get to be pregnant. 
Yeah, they don't, they're not experiencing what she's experiencing, but also the woman's also changing. Her more, most important thing at that moment now is this human growing in her. And she's trying her best to make sure she's doing her best job with this pregnancy. So I think the spouse or partner just seems to be very cognizant of that. Because nobody can see anything. And so later in pregnancy, now you have a lot of physical things. You know, a lot of physical changes. Yes. Swelling. Right. And I think men appreciate <laughs> more men happier. as they see the more physical changes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness, you know, she has to carry so much weight, you know, this baby around. I don't think many people understand that the birthing process is so much longer. And, you know, in the movies, mm-hmm. I am in labor and then you hit the hospital. I had my baby. I like that accent. That was I had my baby. <laughs> but labor can be from 10 to 20 hours. Oh my gosh. And then there's the pushing part. And you've, you've heard of the push present, you know, some people talk about, I got to I got a present. I got a push present. And do you know why women get a push present? Because pushing a baby out is probably one of the hardest things we anyone the has anyone present. done in their entire life. That's think, right. Uh, for all you guys out there, remember that. Yes. It, 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 and she deserves a push present. No, the coolest thing for me to see is when a husband witnesses his um, loved one push that baby out that's his and realize how hard she has worked and the appreciation in his eyes, this person worked that hard and he didn't have to do it. And you can see it because they'll say it. They'll physically say it. You are amazing. You are a super woman. I love that part. That's my favorite part. So so it's not going to be universal, but women's uh, sexual desire is going to alter during the pregnancy cycle. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could give us just some generalities, not that anybody has to stick to any of these things, okay? What points during the pregnancy can uh, a couple expect abnormal intimacy, normal intimacy, and how does that go yeah. after delivery? I mean, pregnancy in general, she's already going through so many changes and discomfort that it's just going to be difficult. Um, so it's really individualized. Some women, they still have a very active libido. And for some women, they're just physically so uncomfortable. If they've had a hard bout of first trimester morning sickness, they're just going to feel so tired, you know, and exhausted. As the placenta grows bigger, the progesterone hormone is made. The more progesterone that's made, the less estrogen there is in our body. And and a lot of that will kick into postpartum. You know, once you're breastfeeding, your body's making only progesterone. So you're kind of in a transient menopause at that point. If you think about it, Without estrogen, you know, it's the same as what we've talked about before with menopause. Women have a decreased libido. Their skin vaginally is a lot more sensitive. It's very thinned out. As a male, I think, understand this transition where a woman is trying to take care of the baby. She's feeding the baby. The body's kind of put her in limbo, basically saying, we're not ready for another baby right now. (laughs) I got to feed this baby. And she is in a pseudo-type menopause. Her body is physically changed. Mm -hmm. And it may be very difficult to to desire Mm -hmm. intimacy and also physically desire it because it could actually be pretty painful for her. Wait for her to transition through that. You know, a lot of women as they wean, they're breastfeeding, their estrogen levels will kind of come back to normal. And for some women, it may be a little bit different and they may not come back to their original, you know, active libido. And that's when, you know, we can help out to in the in the OBGYN office to talk to her about that. One thing that I think that uh, some men could have some help and insight trying to help identify when is a woman going through abnormal amounts of depression. Maybe you could give us, if, if, if you have any kind of warning signs and, mm-hmm. and, and, and ways for new fathers to help address. So what I've noticed is interestingly, culturally, it's different too. That first two weeks when a couple is just in survivor mode, they're just trying to figure out how to feed <laughs> 
their baby, how to function without sleeping. They're not sleeping. They're very overwhelmed. They're learning so many different things. It's very natural to feel slightly depressed because there's a lot of emotional, hormonal changes that are stabilizing after that first two weeks. It's it's not abnormal to feel that way. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to feel emotional. And if you're crying and randomly feeling highs and lows, that's okay. A couple weeks go by, women should start stabilizing by then and they should feel more um, situated, more comfortable. And they shouldn't be feeling any thoughts of dark thoughts like hurting themselves or hurting their baby. A lot of postpartum depression now is manifested in postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I think for men, they notice their wives aren't sleeping that well, feeling anxious all the time. Those signs are a little bit different than what we typically see with the classic depression. They're not just sitting around not wanting to do anything. They actually are doing things, but they're very overwhelmed, very anxious. And this can occur even up to several months after delivery. Make sure they're watching those signs and they can get their wives back into the office. And I think one of the most important things for women that can kind of instigate their anxiety and their depression is the fact that they, you know, breastfeeding is such a promoted component of postpartum. And and of course, breastfeeding is is great because the breast milk that's made for that pregnancy is perfect for that baby. But there is a lot of pressure on these women. Uh Mm. And it takes a lot of time. And it takes a lot of time. And if they're not doing a great job or it's really out of control how much milk they can make, they actually can get depressed just because they feel like they have failed. And I always like to reassure my patients, hey, this is not in your control. You are a woman, you are a mother, you're doing great. Also, you know, as a husband or a partner, just know, hey, don't give her that pressure either. You know, and a lot of pediatricians and I talk about this, for the woman to feel so like she's a failure because she's not breastfeeding well, that's probably for me one of the biggest components that leads to postpartum depression. Wow. And then also the lack of sleep and not having enough support systems in their life. Like for you, Sunny, like I have a lot of Indian patients from India and, you know, their mothers will come and stay with them for months. Mm -hmm. And me too, I'm I'm Chinese and I've got a bunch of Chinese patients who their mothers will come and stay for months. These women in these cultures, I've noticed less postpartum depression because they're fed, they're sleeping and they Mm -hmm. have a good support system. And obviously this is not to say everyone has that capability to have someone. Oh my gosh. Or or help each other find that (laughs) medium where you're getting enough sleep, you have enough support, you know how to reach out. Both don't get overwhelmed. And, you know, that can be hard on the relationship as well when both are completely overwhelmed. Diana, thank you so much for giving us such great insight. That was another great, that's what she said segment. Mm -hmm. What do you think? That's right. I think it's great. It reminded me of the time when I was growing my baby in my belly. Yes. And at about 20 weeks, I think, the book said, um, if you're having a boy, the testicles would have formed or something. And then my husband came home and he said, well, what'd you do today? And I said, well, apparently I grew some balls. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Excellent. We'll be right back. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 